The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. from her closet high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, Leanne Philipson. Doesn't the new year feel like it brings a clean slate, like a reset to all that's happened in the past? You've seen those taglines, new year, new you, right? Most people I've talked to uh, feel like the clock's striking midnight on January the 1st. Well, it does feel like a nice reset of sorts. And depending on how the previous year went, sometimes it's good riddance. And other times you just want the goodness to keep on going. <laughs> well, here, here we are in 2021, my friends. <laughs> Thank goodness and, for that. Yep. And <laughs> in this case, putting the most uncertain, upside down, unprecedented, Presidented and bizarre year behind us was definitely the consensus. Goodbye 2020 and please do not ever show your face again. Holy smokes, what a year, man. It's going to be uh, interesting uh, in history. It's sort of like when you get on an elevator and there's never a 13th floor. You're going to start yes. looking back on calendars and there'll be no 2021. It'll be deleted from history. No. Oh, sorry, no 2020. Well, It'll be gone. Yeah, I often think about that. What will the history books say about the COVID pandemic and what the like we are making history because there's nothing in the history books yet to talk about all of this. So New Year, well, it's, I kind of think it's synonymous with New Year's resolutions, something that I feel is has got way too much hype going on, way too much focus and way too much pressure. There's the eat healthier, exercise more, lose weight, save money, and pay off your debt. Let's watch less TV. We're going to read more. Oh, and quit smoking while you're at it. Drink less booze. And oh, how about a dry January? Oh, I just have to exhale because, man, that is too much pressure. We can actually thank the ancient Babylonians for starting this ritual over 4,000 years ago. But they promised their gods to pay the debt and return any borrowed items to stay on the gods' good side. I get it. Fast forward to the 21st century and around 80% of resolutions made, well, they fall flat in their face by about the first week of February. So why bother? Well, actually, I don't. I stopped making resolutions many years ago and instead focused my intentions on the year ahead and what I want to include more of for myself and for all the people around me and like you guys, my loyal listeners and the world at large. I look at changing habits so that they can help me to reach the goals of how I want to be, how I want to feel, and look at the habits that I need to have in place to get me there. 
for most, sure, there's a bit of a long game where we have our goals in life. What do you want to learn? What do you want for yourself and your family? What kind of career or job do you maybe want to have? And, you know, another long laundry list of things in life. I believe that it all comes down to our daily habits, the choices that we make that include an awareness of pretty much everything. But now I think 2020 has brought to the forefront of us is that we have to think about the thoughts that are running through our head, like ticker tape in New York Times Square. That definitely has been a focus for me and also watching what my kids have been going through. We all have patterns, habits, and the way that we do things. You get up, you check your phone, you head to the kitchen, maybe you make coffee, maybe you turn on the TV, listen to the news, and see or hear people like me giving you new ideas on how you can be healthier and all those kind of things. Those are our daily habits and the start to each day. And it's actually not until we take a step back and have a look. Like, imagine that you've got a drone hovering over your day, videoing what unfolds as you do what you do. Can you see the steps, the actions, and the habits that go on in your daily life without even thinking about it that have you basically where you're at? We all go through life, we get to a stage, we get to a place, and you think, oh, actually, this is not really working for me. So at that point, we do need to take a step back. Now, if you're perfectly happy with yourself, you're out exercising, you've got consistent energy, your belly's feeling good, and, you know, with things like your plate being half full of plants at each meal, all right, you're rocking it. That's really great. But, you know, all the things that I talk about on the podcast, the reason why you're here and listening makes me think that that's probably not necessarily happening. I honestly, I think I've yet to meet anyone, including myself, that doesn't have some sort of improvement that they'd like to make in their sites at some point in time. So what am I focusing on this year? Well, every year I do a few things. At the beginning of January, last year, I actually wrote a letter to myself in tw for 2021. Really? And then I did. My two friends and I, we were together for New Year's last year, and then we wrote a letter to our future selves. And in that letter, there were things like, you know, hopes for that year and again, not resolutions, but just what I would like to achieve, how I would like to feel, just a nice intention setting letter that I wrote to myself. It was just a fun exercise to do. Okay. But, what, but what I did notice actually was that I was saying the same things that I have always said. So goals for this podcast, goals for my business, goals for the things that I would love to achieve. So, so much doing and not as much of the feeling and being in the moment. And I think that's the biggest thing that struck me. And because I say the same things over and over again, I was like, nope, not doing that again. I'm not including anything like that. Again, I'm going to talk about how do I want to feel. So that's been my focus for my next letter to myself for 2021. Chris is looking at me like, yeah, I'm not really sure what this tick is on about here. Give me an example of what's in the letter. So I want to feel successful. Okay. And right now you don't. Is that what you mean? That, that's an area of challenge for me that even though I've got the award, we're doing this pod, like all the things... For whatever reason, the feeling of success or what I believe is my definition of success right. yeah, where's the needs to be addressed. Yeah. 
So my focus being on feeling successful means that I am going to take steps or I'm not even sure what those steps are, to be perfectly honest, but it's in the back of my mind as an intention of I'm done with this pattern of not feeling successful. Even though people come to me and they say, wow, look what you've done. Look what you've achieved. And I see all those things, but I'm such a forward thinking person that I really don't tend to stop and and reflect and, and see all the things. So just, just as a, for instance, I would like to feel successful. And that has nothing to do with anybody else, with how my kids are, how grumpy they are, or how difficult it is. If I've, you know, talked to my family and they're having strife, whatever it is, this is such an internal thing. And this is my internal work. That Does that make more sense about what I'm talking about? The only thing I would say is knowing you as well as I do now, and that you are a forward thinker and that you are always sort of reaching for that next star or lack of a better word, it may be an untainable goal for you, right? You be, you could be surrounded, you could be encased and and engulfed in success, but you may never know it because you always want a little bit more because you know, you feel in your heart, I can do more. Mm -hmm. I can be more. I'm going to say right here, right now that I am going to get there. I truthfully believe that this, that this is somehow some sort of story, some sort of thought process that I have where I need to redefine what is success. And I'm already aware of it. Like it's, this is not completely foreign to me rather than thinking how many books did I sell? Right. It is, what is the impact that my book has had? How have I managed to get all of my thoughts, all my concepts, all my recipes, all my how-tos, I've got it on paper and it's having an impact out into the world. And that is right there, success. It's percolating. It's, it's there. It's in the back of my mind. So it's almost like I walk down a street of like, oh, damn, this didn't work. That didn't work. That didn't work. And then I now catch myself and then start to pivot and reframe thinking more along the lines of that actually was just a step forward to get me to where I want to go, but it's not happening in a straight line. I may have to turn left and turn right. And even though it doesn't perceive that it's success or maybe even bring financial success at the moment, it's still the path. It's the journey. This is life. Right. If you stop the journey, that's when success cannot happen. By my definition, Mm -hmm. looking at you as an outsider, I can sincerely say to you, I believe you're successful. But unless you believe mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter. And it's always something you're going to push for. That's it. And that thank That's goodness it. there's people like you out there because, you know, it helps us lazy buggers. You know, we, <laughs> it makes us look good. <laughs> we just jump on the coattails and we're like, woo, you go, Leanne. <laughs> Eat this with Leanne. All right. Thank you so much, Chris, because that's just like, what a segue. So sometimes we make words. I don't know. On social media, you see, what's your word for this year? And this is something, again, that I've done for the past couple of years. And I actually have this stamped on some little bracelets. That's a, that's a reminder. Last year, my two words were, because of course, I don't just have one, was uh, brave and expansion. And that was my focus. This year, it's actually surrender, as in I can't make it all happen as much as I want to. I just can't. So surrender, 
it's a, it's a give up, but not in a, in a, like a really, oh, I give up, you know, which is not sometimes not such a bad thing anyway, because you do actually surrender that point. And my other one is to create calm, calm the storm, really, which is basically what happens in my head so many times. So do you ever create a word, Chris? Do you have a word <laughs> for, two, two, for 2021? My word would be, if I created one, would be simplify. Uh, nice. Yeah, try and simplify and streamline things because what ends up happening is you go off in a million different directions and then that creates chaos. And for yep. me, it's learning. It's as simple as it sounds and as cliche as it sounds. It's baby steps, one step at a time. Again, cliche, but so nope, it's the, perfect. Re the reason why it's a cliche is because it, it applies to so many people. Simplify. Yep. Uh, 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 get done what needs to get done first and then move on to the next as opposed to try and, you know, make everything for everyone. It's a beautiful yeah. word. Uh, a coach of mine, uh, her focus is this is the year of less. Less. She's just taking yeah. a step back and just hunkering down and just being where she is. So I, I think that there's a theme for 2021, to be perfectly honest, where we are doing sort of less simplifying mine and being like, you know, calm the storm. So that's my version of less and simplifying and surrender. It's stop pushing, stop pushing, stop pushing, or just let it happen. Let it unfold. I'm so used to being on the treadmill all the time that no, I'm just going to step off and I'm going to see what unfolds. So there we go. That's my focus for, for 2021. While there, I still have, you know, a bit of my long game on my goals and all the things that I want to do. And one day when we can travel again, I've got a nice long list that I keep adding to with all the beach scenes that everybody puts out on social media. Like, oh, I haven't seen that waterfall before. Where's that? Because I went to Tasmania a few years ago and I wanted Tasmania was on my bucket list because of a waterfall I saw in a National Geographic one day. And I just thought it was stunning. Okay. And, and you went to Tasmania? And we went to Tasmania. Okay. See, my, my only worry would be is because no one else talks about Tasmania. I've never heard anybody <laughs> bring it up but you. The last time I heard yep. of Tasmania, I think, was a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Exactly. Um, and my worry would be is that's that's the only beautiful part of Tasmania, right? They went, oh, that's pretty. Let's yep. put that on the postcards. Everyone will come. And then the yep. rest of it. it <laughs> so it was, was it good? Oh, Tasmania is breathtaking. Oh, wow. Absolutely. They have just anyone who's listening, search, just go quickly search Wine Glass Bay. We walked and climbed to the top of something. And then you look down on this bay and the sun is shining and it's the bluest, clearest water, just like in the Bahamas and all the, you know, all those islands. It is such a cool place. And I never, ever imagined that. And my sister lives in Sydney, which is what took us there. Okay. And because, if you can believe it, you can max out on your points and just do a little flight hop for no extra money. So I said, all right, then let's go. So my daughters and I went all on points and we ended up in Tasmania first. My sister hadn't been there. They have a stunning gallery, outside art gallery that we went to, stayed in Hobart. And then off we went on all these travels and found these absolutely incredible places. And one of them was the waterfall. 
So we got to go there. It was a rainy, crappy day, unfortunately. So it didn't quite look like the National Geographic picture that I remembered from, I don't know, 25 years ago. But we, you know, but we still went. So all the pictures that I see around, I just find, I do find them so inspiring. So I add them to my little, to my little uh, bucket list of places to go. But Tasmania, what a place. And they're so known for their food and wine as well as the beauty. Who knew? They have a drive-through oyster bar. Now that's my kind. Oh, oh, yeah. That's my kind of island. And we went and we did it just because, right? It just because yeah. I had because I had to because oysters are one of my favorite things to have. Wine and oysters. I'm surprised you came home. I'm surprised you're not know, like full-fledged was... Tasmania right now. Like to passport, uh, driver's license. Forget it. I'm not coming home, kids. No, sorry. That's it. That's it. All right, so let's go back to the habits because I really want to impart to you, my lovely loyal listeners, that rather than really just beating ourselves up about all the things that we don't do, let's just flip that. And as I'm working on my definition of success, maybe you are too, maybe that resonated for you. I want you to know that it really is just about what we do day to day. And the other things I believe and I trust will unfold. So I have a particular focus and habits that I thought I might share with you. I've had a pretty significant change in my life lately as I started a whole new role and a job outside of my nutrition work. This is a COVID pivot for me and my family. And this started just before Christmas. So now I go off to the office at least three days a week with the restrictions and everything that we have in place rather than working from home 100% of the time. So my groove is, I'm not really sure where it is right now. It was the, the, the epitome of the snow globe effect where, you know, when you turn a snow globe upside down and then it's just all kind of crazy for a while, but then the dust will settle. That's exactly where I am as I'm learning like a million new things. But I'm also aware at the same time of not falling into the traps that I have heard for years of all my clients who have gone into the office. So I thought I'd share some of my habits and they're meant to inspire you if you think that there's something that you might be able to take on board that, yeah, hey, that's a great idea. It's a great fit. I'm going to try that. Awesome. If not, just let it go. So every morning I do set my alarm for about 6 a.m. Before the holidays, I actually would naturally wake at 6 a.m. when I didn't really need to without an alarm. And now it's more that my eyelids are creaking open at 6 a.m. I don't know if it's because it's all dark and everything or what, but basically at 6 a.m., all I do is I sit up in bed and I cross my legs in that really weird and extremely uncomfortable om position. You know, when you see the yogis sitting there, they don't exactly cross their, cross their legs like you would have at school when it was story time. So I've managed to, I guess, with that and my yoga, open my hips enough so that I can actually sit in that position, get my back nice and tall. I talk to Siri and say, please set my timer for 15 minutes. And then I meditate. Now, months ago, I would have reached for my phone and turned on an app or have someone talk me through the breath and the visualization just to keep me on track because my mind really doesn't have too much quiet going on. But I've been coached lately on sitting in quiet, find the peace and focus on my breath. How's that going, you might ask? Well, let's just say that there's a reason why they call it a practice. Because <laughs> every single day, I'm like, 
damn, I'm thinking about what I got to do again. Okay. Come back to your breath. Focus on your breath. Focus on your breath. Focus on your breath. And that's honestly, apparently that's what meditating is. So if I can do it, I don't know. And I'm still questioning myself. Every time I ask that question of, of the coach I've been working with, she says, yes, you're doing it. It's okay. You're not getting it wrong. So then I reach over and I grab my glass of water and lemon that I've actually put next to my bed the night before, because otherwise it's five more steps for me to do and may or may not happen until a little later. And then I get up only to land on my already unrolled yoga mat aka my yoga studio right outside of this recording studio in between this and my bed. So I have bed, yoga studio, closet, and recording studio is basically this little area of my room. I'm doing a 30-day breathe challenge uh, for January, which is put out by Yoga with Adrian. She is someone that I came across at the beginning of the pandemic, and she's just a beautiful human. So I've committed to doing this, and it's about 30 minutes of movement. It also helps my stiff neck and my back. So I have to date not missed a day. So next up, I hit the shower because, you know, all that sweat that you build up in a yoga practice, not really at all. Uh, so my, my shower, not the way she does it anyway. My shower is like most people's coffee. This is my moment where I kind of collect myself, all get everything all together. So I do, do all the usual shower things, wash up, brush my teeth. And before I get out of my lovely hot, steamy cocoon, I flip the temperature on the dial from hot and steamy down to freezing. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I see. I've heard this is good for you. I'm just not really sure why. No, because in those moments, I'm like, why am I doing this again? <laughs> so I actually, I have a handheld shower. I have both one that comes from the ceiling and then I always use the handheld one. First of all, because I can move it really fast if I can't breathe. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> but the purpose of this is actually to focus again on the breath. So I end up doing some pretty fast breathing. And I have trained myself to do this for 30 seconds. I've managed a minute. But as long as I can stand it, I stand there and just do a purposeful blast of freezing cold water right at my throat. It's hitting my thyroid. It's hitting so many of my glands. The water trickles down my body. It's supporting my immunity. It's helping my metabolism. And it shocks my system, just like, you know, when you've seen people in the sauna and then they jump out of the sauna and go roll in the snow, it's called hydrotherapy. And that really is, it's actually become my best friend. And I feel crazy even saying that because I hate cold water. Hydrotherapy, my German took us. I mean, that's prisoner of war stuff. <laughs> Why in the world? So I'd have to have a hot shower just to uh, for to deal with the cold. I'd be I'd just. It that's would be what I do. It would be a never-ending cycle. I'd never get out of the bathroom. <laughs> well, well, that's what I do. Just just before I get to the really cold bit, I make sure that my body is warm enough. So I might turn the shower up just a little hotter once I, you know, once I'm all clean, just for about two or three minutes, and oh. then I hit it and I turn it right down again. In the beginning, when I started doing this, you would have heard screams from my bathroom. I didn't do it when my kids were here, so they didn't. They were they were not running in, going, "Mom, mom, are you okay?" Well, like, what's happened? What's happened? <laughs> and truthfully, in the beginning, I lasted like five seconds. I just thought, I'm just I'm gonna switch this, and it wasn't freezing cold. Now I can do freezing cold, like as 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 low as it can go before it's turned off. But I managed five seconds, and then I thought, okay, all right. 
this is kind of like yoga and meditating. It's a practice. So now I've taken the time and I increase by five seconds at a time. And I've managed to get up to 30 seconds on a regular basis. And sometimes I'll hit 40 and that, and I'm counting by my breath, by how the speed of my breath. So if I'm super fast, well, that's, you know, if it's a nanosecond, I don't care. That counts. That's my morning before I go and get dressed. So whether I'm at home for the, for the day and my work from home day, or I'm going to the office, then I prep my vitamins every day. I have my kid boost. I have my Alka-C and I have my B complex because that's for all the energy that I need to get through the day. And I have that in a cup ready to go, but I actually don't eat anything until about 11 o'clock, sometimes even maybe, maybe 10. Somewhere between 10 and 11 o'clock is the first time I consume anything other than water because I follow the intermittent fasting philosophy where I eat for eight hours and then I fast for 16. And that really happens probably 90 to 95% of the time. If I'm having like a night and I got to eat and I'm going to mess up my schedule for the next day, I don't care. doesn't matter. I just eat. And then the next day I don't calculate, oh my God, I can't eat till one o'clock because of that because that just messes me up even more. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutRight.com or LeannePhillipson.com. So I'm packing a lunch now. <laughs> I got all my gear that I've had for years that I've never used because I only ever, you know, eat at home. I fill up two water bottles and I make a half-calf coffee because I am a wimp when it comes to coffee. I just can't do the full caffeine that I have after lunch because I need to keep my mind alert as I'm learning everything in this new job role and knowing that I can handle just a little bit of caffeine, then that goes with me every day too. So that at least is working. There are little things at the office that I do. So everywhere I go, if even if I'm going to someone else's office and I'm having a meeting, I take my water bottle with me. I'm drinking at least a liter and a half of water at the office, which actually, if you can believe it, is probably almost more than I would have done at home. I make sure that I get up from my desk, which I have a standing desk too, and I head to the lunchroom when I eat lunch. I am not eating lunch at my desk. It's not happening. I'm taking a break. And other little things that I do are like I open the shades as soon as I get in and I soak up as much of the sun that can be there because it's been a bit gray lately. But if there is, I'm like, quick, open the shades and take on all of that light, which is a lovely thing. And some of my colleagues at lunchtime, they head out for a half hour walk. So once I get a little more into this, then I'm going to start to join them as well. Once I get home from the office, I change and I like make sure that I'm thinking I'm like intentionally taking the day off just so that I can switch gears and then I make dinner. Soup, well, that's been my best friend since going back both for lunch and for dinner with some extras on the side and some dips and some veggies because it's easy to eat, easy to pack and doesn't take me long to do all those things. And this weekend, especially, I'm going to hit all my batch cooking recipes so that I've got lots to keep me going for next week because it's tricky to get everything ready and make sure that I get to work on time with my morning routine as well. I've also, if you can believe it, sat in bed the same way that I did in the morning and meditated before I go to sleep. Because even though I take my, all my magnesium, I take my melatonin and I do all the things, my routine to get into bed and focus on getting into bed by about 10 o'clock if I can, 
then I'm not falling asleep. It's taking me a long time. Normally my head would hit the pillow and within 10 seconds I'd be out. But now because of everything that's going on, my brain is on hyperdrive. So I found myself sitting up in bed again, focusing on my breath and then just slowly sloping down on the bed, tucking in and then I drift off to sleep. The more calm that I can get going on before I fall asleep, I have absolutely noticed that when I wake up in the morning, I'm feeling better. When my daughters are with me, they're here 50% of the time, sometimes a bit more, they will take our dog Lexi out. So next week, when they're with their dad, I got to change up my whole morning routine again. But I really want to keep doing my meditation and my yoga because it sets me up for the day. And then, of course, my hot, cold shower, too, which just that's just a thing. It's there. That's a habit that I started and that's not going away anytime soon. Although I have to say the weather is absolutely freezing. I am not warm in the slightest. And I get out of that shower almost shivering. I know. The cold is colder than any cold I've known before. So I may have to start getting up at 5.30 a.m. I'm not exactly sure next week, but that is a very dark time of day. Not easy. So, Chris, why don't you share what you've changed lately? Because uh, I know you've done some different things. See, I was afraid you were going to ask me this. You've done so you do so many good things. Like you're talking about meditation and and yoga and uh, magnesium and melatonin <laughs> and breathing for thirty minutes and uh, packing your lunch <laughs> and you know bulk cooking so that you 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 get the right nutrients. Like all this wonderful stuff, and then you bring it over to me. Yep. <laughs> Back to reality. <laughs> back, back to the ninety uh, percent of everyone else's reality. Okay, so I have made a few changes, uh, but it happened before the new year actually, and that was because of well, I guess stuff I've learned from you. I, I found myself bloated on a regular yep. basis, right? Sort of that okay. feeling of just you're not comfortable sitting down all of a sudden. Um, you know, suddenly the the big bulky sweater is is fitting like a like a yoga top. Um, <laughs> You know, little things like little things like I that. I totally get it. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, it just and sometimes it's a feeling. It's it's not necessarily true, but it's a feeling. So, anyways, to get rid of the bloated bloatedness, I stopped drinking alcoholic beer. Okay. I also um, stopped drinking as much coffee. I still drink coffee, and but I've limited my coffee consumption to the mornings only. When I used to be able to make a pot before bed and drink it. I mean. Wow. Yeah. And and so just eliminating those two things have brought the bloatedness down. So a little less Michelin man, a little more trim. Lovely. Lovely. And I made a con- conscious effort to get on uh, the treadmill and I, get, and I get on that for 20 minutes and I, I could do more. Uh, in the past, I actually used to run, hated every minute of it, swore the whole time yep. inside my head, hated running. So when I get on the treadmill, I limit myself to 20 minutes and 20 minutes only I get off at 20. I follow that up with some, just some barbell weights and some push-ups and sit-ups and things like that. But when I'm done and I have a shower, I feel better. And so when I go Good. on my little, my little snack binges, which happen often, um, yep. and I can admit that, uh, I'm in therapy for it. It's not working. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when I do that, I feel less guilty and I feel better. And as long as I stay yeah. on that schedule and I've been on it long enough now that if I miss it a, a time and sometimes that happens, I actually feel a little mm. guilty. My brain basically tells my body, get your, your, you know, your butt up, get yeah. downstairs, get on the treadmill. Let's do this. It'll take you half an hour and then we move on. 
So that's right. Yeah. And it's again, it's habitual. And if you get into the habit, that's the hardest part. As you've, you mentioned when you're, when you're out of your groove, it's difficult to get back in. But when you find that new groove, then it just becomes like everything else in life. It becomes a part of your habit, your pattern. It becomes a part of life and it becomes easier. There doesn't have to be a laundry list of things that you have to do. And please, I hope that no one by me sharing the things that I do, you you think like, holy crap, how do you cram all of that in? It is true. <laughs> truthfully, it is honestly my personality. In case you haven't noticed, it is just me. It is just me. And I'm like surrendering to the fact that that's me. And if I could tell you how many times that um, my lovely coach that I've been, been working with to, for me to keep my mental health and my, you know, my head above water with all the things that we're all dealing with and with our families and with COVID and all the life changes and everything that we've been going through. She keeps telling me do less. And I find myself getting to a point saying, but I have, but I have. And then I need to learn that I need to do even less than less than I thought uh, see, was. This is where my brain goes, how morbid it is. You know, you say do less. I think on my my tombstone, it'll say, didn't do less. <laughs> <laughs> no, and nobody will know what that means except you. And they'll wonder why yeah. is that crazy lady laughing at that tombstone? That just, that's morbid. <laughs> that's it. That's totally it. That's totally it. Oh, God, I love doing this. It makes me laugh so much. I hope (laughs) listeners that you're, you know, that you're having a little giggle to yourself. So to kind of bring you back to all of this, was there anything that either of us have actually said that might inspire you to try? If not, then don't worry. I thought I'd share uh, just a very short list of a few things that maybe you might just want to focus on if you need some some inspiration. Now, I do have a five-day challenge coming up starting on Monday, January the 11th, which is actually the day that this will roll out. So if you're catching this after the event, after that date, after the day that this episode goes out, then what I'm going to share with you in just a minute, you can absolutely follow along with. For anyone else, you can head over to sproutright.com forward slash new year and join me. Join me just for five days with some really small things that you can do every day. And by the end of day five, you get to decide what is it that I'm going to hold on to? What is it that I'm going to take into this coming year, take into 2021 with me? And like Chris has done, you may not like it at the time, but if it becomes a habit, you kind of forget about it. And then you don't really give it any more brain bandwidth at all. So three things that I think that you can pretty easily do is to number one, and I talked about this on radio last night, it's really not sexy. It's drinking two liters of water a day. I know you've heard me say this so many times. If you, This is not the first time you're tuning into this episode for our season two, we decided to call this. <laughs> maybe, maybe you have to set an alarm on your phone that goes off four times a day so that you actually have a drink. And when you, if that's something that will work for you, because you're just, there are people out there that I kind of call like a camel. My daughter, one of my daughters and my sister, it is not natural for them to drink a lot of water. Never has been. It's just part of their makeup. So in order to get that two liters in, if you have a little ding on your arm and your watch or something like that, and you have about 500 mils around that time, which is about eight ounces, I believe, you do that four times, presto, you've already done. See, now Excellent. you say that drinking water isn't sexy, but if you just allow a little bit to dribble out uh, <laughs> and down your chin and down onto your T-shirt, <laughs> right? Right. That's yep. that's very sexy. 
very cool. It is. Instead yeah, of like a full on, like, damn, I missed my mouth dribble. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> then of course, then you got to go change your shirt or you're in the bathroom with the blow dryer going, oh, that was stupid. Um, but it can be sexy drinking water. Okay. All right. I'll go with that. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally going to take that one on. All right, next next on the list, let's see what he comes up with for this one. Next on your list is to is to commit to five fruits or vegetables every day. I would love that to be to be 10, but I'm going to, you know, find some balance for on your behalf at uh, five fruits or veggies a day. Honestly, if you have one or two fruits for breakfast, maybe that goes into some sort of smoothie, smoothie bowl, whether you eat a banana. Uh, When I started working, I cut up an apple and a pear and I put it in a container. And then as soon as I was hungry, that's what I went for. Because truthfully, otherwise, the shortbread that I had on backup in my drawer, there is shortbread and chocolate covered almonds in my drawer at work. That's where I would head if I didn't chop up the fruit and take it with me. I too have to make it really simple for myself. So you can snack on some carrots as well. Maybe you have a salad for lunch or some soup. That's a great place to just cram them all in. Put some corn, some peas, or some green beads on the side of your plate with whatever it is that you're having for dinner. Presto, you just got to five. It's not that difficult. You can even try for 10 and maybe end up at seven, but the bar is set at five a day. All right, Chris. Oh, you waiting? Oh, so you're waiting what's, for me to make it sexy? sexy? <laughs> I do. Come on, make it sexy then. Oh, for crying out loud. As, as weird as it sounds, the one thing that pops into my head, what was that? It was her name Charo. Do you remember Charo? No. Yeah, she was a, a woman. Give me context. A, she was a Latin dancer, entertainer, and she okay. used to wear fruit on her head. Oh, right. Ooh, like, kind of like Ooh, the Chiquita, bana- yeah. Chiquita Banana Woman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so she had, like, coconuts, and she had, like, it was, yeah, that, as stupid as it may sound, that was kind of sexy for, I think I was nine. Um, okay. The last time I saw Charo. <laughs> but she used, to talk right. with, she used to talk with a sexy Latino accent. It was, yeah, it was, that. <laughs> that's weird. I'm sorry. It's your, it's your fault for asking it. <laughs> I'm putting it right on the spot. He had no idea about this. I'll bet you if I Google her, I could find some audio. So don't be surprised if a bit of Charo audio ends up in this podcast. (laughs) And then that's going to have everybody thinking of that as they go for their fruits and vegetables. Success. Well done. All right. Now, the third thing of my top three list of things you can do is to go to bed. And not right now, necessarily. No, wait a minute. Not a stretch to find sexy in that. (laughs) Not a stretch. There we go. So the the decision to make that you can make to get more sleep could improve your health. I believe almost as much as the food that you eat. And that's a tall order for me to say to not put food first. But before you go to bed, maybe you might read. I even started doing that over the holidays too, because I'm not a reader. I gotta I gotta listen to books. It didn't hasn't lasted just yet. So that habit is not regular just yet. Uh, maybe you got to meditate or maybe you just need to take a few deep breaths, right? Just tuck your toes in and just lay down, find a position. I find laying on my back flat as a pancake is, is really nice when I'm focusing on something like my breath. Um, and then hopefully you'll close your eyes and you'll drift off. If you've got difficulty falling asleep, then you can take some of the magnesium that I do. Magnesium bisglycinate. You'll find that on sproutright.com. It's 
magic. It's amazing. You can try and take some melatonin spray. Some people need that. And actually that, those two, magnesium and melatonin combined, interestingly enough, with my kid boost, never thought this would happen, but I've had so many clients that have said that that is the magic trio for whatever reason for sleeping seems to be a winning combo. So I do take my kid boost every single morning. That's part of my little vitamin um, concoction that I put together. And then at nighttime, I take the magnesium and the melatonin. Do you want to try and make that any more sexier than the obvious? <laughs> well, then go to bed? No. <laughs> Depending on who you get into bed well, with. True. Let me just say I mean, that one from getting, a single woman. If, <laughs> if you're getting in bed alone, it's a little tougher. I get that. Bring some of the fruit and vegetables to bed with you. Maybe a night... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I guess that was probably the wrong thing to say. Um, All right. Okay, so if you need some more uh, ideas of making some healthy choices, really do join in this challenge. It's some emails. It's free. You can just get some inspiration, get some ideas if you're feeling like, I just haven't got anything that I really particularly want to do right now. So jump on to that. Head over to SproutRight.com forward slash new year. <laughs> intentions for this year no matter what is going on in the world as Chris and I talked about off the top there are all sorts of things that are going to happen around us the world the pandemic everything falling apart the numbers up the numbers down the kids at school not at school you know we can get food we can't get the particular food that we want whatever it is it's the inner game that's what I'm focusing on is how is it that I want to feel what can I do to create the calm in my life and what areas do I need to focus on so that I can get there? I'd love to hear any of what you've got to say, what you can, you know, even if you just think I can make water more sexy than Chris, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Reach out on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. My social media handles are at SproutWrite or at Leanne Philipson. And you can head to either of my two websites, because of course, why have one when you can have two, of SproutWrite.com and LeannePhillipson.com. I do actually answer, and it's me and my little fingers typing on my Mac. I do truly wish you and all of us a year of calm. I do hope that 2021, of course, has got so much health for the whole of the world. Really, we find ourselves apart and also together in all of this. It's the strangest dichotomy of, <laughs> I think, probably of our lives. And my focus is going to be to try and find those moments of joy, find more ways that we can do that, more ways that we can connect, even though we can't really be together at the moment. Thanks so much for being here. Pass this on to anyone who you think might need a little giggle and a laugh or maybe even some top tips because we kind of got it all going on here. And please remember to always eat this one mouthful at a time. Mm -hmm.